Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. I'm the one called Junior. And today's sponsors are EBXYA and Adam Stone. And we are back after some time. And I know, actually, we're probably going to have an episode before this. But uh, what can I say? We've been relaxing. I think we can get a little into that. You know, what has been happening? Well, there's been a pandemic the last year. (laughs) And uh, a lot of stressful things that comes with the pandemic, right? Like, especially if you're, uh, how would you say, social distancing, right? There's a lot of not hanging out with people and uh, just kind of, you know, it's a lot of burnout recently. And uh, I think I was pretty burnt out. I think everyone else is pretty burnt out. And we wanted to have some nice time off. And uh, so we gave ourselves a big, like, month. I think we've had a month break of uh, not uploading. But uh, I hope you guys are still there, right? I'm expecting (laughs) 300 views. Yes, please. No, maybe. (laughs) But uh, Meanwhile, everyone that's watching... uh... No. <laughs> yeah, it's like 40 views. But, I mean, regardless, we have 40 subscribers, so 40 views would be absolutely fantastic. Um, and we thank you guys for listening and joining us back in the podcast again. Again, we know it's been about a month uh, that we've been uploading, but it's been burnout. I think we all, and I would say for anyone else who wants to take a break, we've all had uh, a long year for sure. <laughs> I think it's one of those times where, like, it's not just a bad year for just you, right? It's like a bad year for everyone. <laughs> well, I don't know. I wouldn't say a long year because I can say my year went by. It felt pretty quick, but it sucked. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say. At least it felt fast, but it's there's the problem's still here. So, like, the new year came around, and I'm like. So, happy new year? Uh, Sure, I guess. (laughs) Yes, new year starts, and uh, safe to say we started out, you know, 2021 pretty well. Uh, Virus is still here. Uh, We had a riot in the Capitol. (laughs) So, it's been great. (laughs) Still no Xboxes available, really. So... (laughs) I think uh, if you ask me, 2021, woo, new year, new me. <laughs> but uh, what 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 have you guys been doing in this new year? And like, what's something new that you want to do for this new year? Like, what's something a, that, really, despite really the good, pandemic and everything, we got a really good one for you. Everything's been the same. Yeah, but like, what do you do? You have any goals for this new year? Well. According to house market people, I don't know what they're called or or anything, but they have no interest on raising rates for homeowners, first-time homeowners or anything like that for about a year and six-ish months. It might be a year and four months now. I don't know. So hopefully one of my goals is making a down payment on a house. Um, because this apartment's pretty fucking shitty and I don't like it. It's actually not that shitty. I just hate it. So it's shitty to me, (laughs) but that's, that's one of my things that I'm currently 
looking into? Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually working on buying a house right now. I'm in talks with a realtor, so that was my one of my goals for the year. But since since that's your goal, uh, <laughs> I was I was hoping maybe this year that this whole pandemic thing might end in time for me to uh, pick up a new hobby. Maybe you know it's it's, it's kind of hard to pick up new hobbies with all of this stuff going on. It's hard to like go out and experiment with stuff. Like I, was, I thought it would be kind of cool to like maybe like start painting and stuff. So I wanted to go to like a, one of those sketching classes or whatever. I think it'd be really cool. I'm I would be absolute hot trash at it, but I think it'd be fun. I well, since we're on the talk about to- to- uh, I can't even talk topic <laughs> of hobbies. <laughs> go ahead and keep that one in there. I don't care. Um, I've always been like an RC car enthusiast i guess you say i have a few rc cars but mm-hmm. i recently just bought one of the new ones that just came out it's a the brand is axial and it's an scx 10 3 and i'm almost finished building it i probably have way too much money in it but i don't know that's that's one of the hobbies that i like because let's let's say you go to um i don't know what, what's what's a park central park well, whatever you go to, you go to this park. They have hiking paths and everything. Well, you can bring your little RC car, and it's electric and it's quiet, and it runs on a battery, of course. So you can just drive it around the trails. While you're going around, you can go rock crawling through all the little stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I'll never cool. forget the time where you had first built your first RC car. Remember the one with the silver body, and then you started oh, yeah. driving around in our, our old house, like where we used to have like this huge area. Of just land where you're just like you're going super fast with it. And then like I remember you were driving it super fast. I think you rolled it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I rolled it a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. But that was it was a lot of fun. I have to say uh, messing with RC cars definitely my, like brings me back to being a kid. I, but I agree with you with the new hobby thing, uh, Austin. It's like, um, you know, I try to think of the same thing where – uh, I would love to do a new hobby as well. Actually, I would like to continue my hobby that I haven't played in such a long time, which actually has been like about a year since I've went airsoft, and I'm I'm kind of dying. <laughs> I want to go airsoft. <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be careful on your hobbies, cause like right now, my RC car hobby, I could still do it, and biking and everything. Like I can still do that during this pandemic and all that, so it's all. I, I would say it's always good to have more than one hobby for sure because there is some stuff that I'd really like to go out and do, but I can't. But then, like RC cars, you can go to a you can go to a park right now and go on a hike and go play with your car, or you can go on a bike ride. It's winter, so maybe not so much in a winter. But oh, I forgot. I don't think I told either of you. I have a drone now too. So that thing is super cool, and it's it's a DJI drone, so it has like the camera and everything, and you can see the live view while you're flying. So there might be some filming opportunities in the future with that. What uh, made you get the drone, Tyler? So you know how my dad does the eBay stuff, right? There was a pallet that we bought. It was about um, 1,200 pounds. It had no manifest, so we didn't know what was in it. Well, my dad's like, huh, I can take a gamble. I'll, I'll, I'll bid a dollar per pound. So he spent $1,200. And then me and my brother went to go pick it up. Brought it home. When we were on our way home, the plastic was starting to rip off of the pallet because it was on the trailer in the wind. 
and we had to stop on the side of the road to rewrap it real quick. Well, the plastic was black, so you couldn't see through it. Well, I peeled open the corner because it was already open now, and there was a whole bunch of drones. So what came on this pallet was um, a bunch of like air fryers, um, DJI drones, uh, HP printers, like big office, like giant ones, and a bunch of gun scopes. Really, really, really expensive, high-powered infrared night vision gun scopes. I don't know how much they are, but they're they're expensive. Normally, those and things then, are like five hundred bucks. Oh, these are more. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, "Cool, a drone!" And these things, I think they're either refurbs or returns. But I took the one out of the box. I mean, I took them all out of the box to check them out, and the one looked like brand new. So I told my dad, like, you know, there's if we break this down to a unit per item in the thing, you paid close to nothing for all of these items. So I told him I'd give him a hundred bucks for a drone. And the drone is usually about $400. And he yeah. was like, okay. And I was like, really? Cool. <laughs> so I bought the drone. And That's it's awesome. got GPS and everything on it. It tells you the altitude and it hovers in place on its own. And you can just make it go somewhere. You don't have to stabilize it and actually control it. You just push the joysticks and it goes in that direction. There there might be something cool. We can do it. Like I said, it's got a camera and I can record everything that's going through it. Yeah, but this, this new year, uh, I think uh, also when it comes to the new year, uh, my plans and my hopes, right? are for the fantastic and wonderful book that I finished. I'm uh, hoping it's going to be published, but we finished everything else. All the writing is all complete. The book itself has finally been all put together. Uh, we have it sitting in a lovely PDF file, and uh, we're ready to pitch it to a bunch of publishers. And hopefully we get that picked up and published this year. So that way uh, people can see the book that I've been working on. What's it called? The uh, the design yeah, of the I'll book. Yeah, maybe I'll finally get a copy for Chloe. Yes, I'll finally be able to get a copy and everything. So I'm really excited and I'm really hoping that uh, we, we get a good publisher. Um, and I really want to start talking about the, the book on the podcast. I would love to. And maybe get the artist and the uh, writer on so that way we could, I don't know, have you guys interview us or something like that. So that we we have like a, a bit of insight into the, the book and the process of making it. But yes, the new year had went by and uh, also I think with the new year comes, how would you say... Uh, Freaking new things happening. We got AK TVs, which actually kind of happened before the new year. And I was, I've, I've been thinking about these AK TVs. I think it's really cool, first off, I'd like to say. But when I think about it, and Tyler, we briefly talked about this, um, there's no content for AK. <laughs> no, none. So it's like they, they released this AK TV, but yet, like, it's way ahead of our time, <laughs> like beyond ahead of our time. And I, I don't know, how long do you think it'll take for us to even catch up to 8K quality well, resolutions for... I, uh, I wouldn't say it's really far ahead of our time. 
because a lot of people record in 8K because there's a lot more information for editing and manipulating everything going like if you're doing pictures or movies a lot of movies are recorded and actually a lot of YouTubers record in 8K because it makes the um editing process I I wouldn't say easier but you have more to work with if you know what I mean but the final product that makes it out to people that you are viewing um even right now there's not a lot of 4K um, footage out there for viewers it's it's mostly still 1080 so the technology is there we are able to record in 8k but the problem is the networks out there i can't stream 8k video to my house right now it, i mean it might run for five minutes but then it's gonna have to buffer or something like that it, it's not gonna be no good experience 4k that's doable right now, but not a lot of people are supporting it. You can't go get TV service, even though you pay $200 a month for TV service. You can't get TV service that streams to you at 4K. It's still at 1080p. Um, and then the frame rates. Even if you go spend $4,000 on a computer right now with the latest graphics cards and all the horsepower and everything to render and play 4K or 8K, it's not there yet. You're, you're talking like 30, 40 frames per second. A lot of artifacting, you know, stuff that's not really happening great yet. 4K, I have a 4K TV in front of me right now. All my video games I play in 4K. Um, there's actually quite a bit of 4K content you can get on major networks now. We're streaming-wise, not live TV, but streaming. So 4K is there. So the 8K TV... It's for the rich people that just have money they want to blow and say, hey, I have this cool TV, but they're not going to really be able to utilize it, in yeah, my I mean, opinion. I, I, I agree with that That's that sentiment, that statement, essentially. It's like, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to use it because the max they had was like some, and not a lot, but like some 8K video uh videos for like uh how would you say youtube that that are on youtube you know that like showcase like a bird flying or nature or something like that right but i think this that's pretty insane do you start i it has me thinking about the film industry and uh i start the youtubers i watch um it's linus tech tips he always talks about his camera tech and what kind of technology he's using. I mean, he's a tech YouTube channel, so that's kind of like what he does. But he's always talking about his new cameras and stuff, and he has RED cameras, which are 8K cameras. And he says they use them for, like I said, they, they, they record everything in 8K, and then they edit it in 8K, but then when they upload it, it either goes to 1080 or 4K. But all the extra information that's in every frame, you can get way higher quality uh, footage out of. But the problem is, it takes a lot of space. Like those cameras, you basically use an SSD that's for a computer that has, I don't, I don't know how much space, but I'm assuming probably 256 or 500. But it's plugged into this camera, and that camera will fill it when they film a video. So that's oh, yeah. another reason 8K is not there yet. 
the the video compression is ridiculous. You'd have to stream 400 gigs over the network to watch a movie. Oh yeah, I I remember um what's it called? There there was a time where if I wanted to upload cuz I believe I could I forgot what video I could I was able to upload at like 4K or something. And the mm-hmm. amount of gigs, it was like 20 or 30 gigs just for like maybe like a 10-minute video. It was insane. Uh, the amount of gigs that it would take just for a higher quality thing. I'm like, okay, well, I'd rather upload it as a regular HD, you know, 1080p as opposed to this grandiose uh, 4K uh, given the fact that it just, it, it, you know, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's a bit much. <laughs> right. and, and that's a lot of storage for my computer. If, well, yeah, that's a big thing is storage. But how many people are watching YouTube on their 4K TV in their living room? Some people have 4K gaming monitors that they might be watching on their computer. They do make for our 4K gaming laptops now. So there is people out there with 4K screens, but if you're watching it on a phone or you're watching it on a tablet, the screen is so small that you can notice the difference in resolutions, but unless you're paying attention, you're not going to know if you're watching it in 1080 or 4K. Now, if you blow it up on my 65-inch TV... Then you can be like, holy shit, there's a huge difference because the pixels are further apart and there's twice as many of them. But with 8K, the pixels are, you know, let's let's say it's a 65 inch 4K next to a 65 inch 8K. There's twice as many pixels. The pixels are half the size. So I don't think like you have to get your eye really close to my screen to see the different pixels. I don't think you'll notice much of a difference from 4K to 8K. I don't know. I've never seen it in person, but I just don't think it would be a creditable difference. I agree. I I 100% agree with that. I you're not going to see that difference and um that's why that's what I said that's why I made that statement earlier where I was talking about like it's before of our time you know before our time I still think like maybe give it I want to say give it like 2 3 years and you'll start seeing more um 8K things like 8K monitor the new 8K you know and uh I mean that's kind of cool though because then hopefully right I'm hoping that what it does is it normalizes 4K even more so. So then, like, now you're going to have, like, right, these new 8K monitors. And then when now these 4K monitors are going to be at better prices for everybody else. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, Let the 8K trend come out. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure 4K is, like I said, it's going to be still pretty nice to have as opposed to uh, something that's 8K, right? Which is, I guess, two times uh, as much uh, better. 4K has matured. So I think 4K is ready. And now we have 5G coming out, Wi-Fi 6. Um, Service providers are advertising gigabit internet speeds now. So I think once those three things come into the mainstream, we might actually be able to get TV service in 4K. 
But since we can't have regular TV service in 4K yet, what's the point of 8K yet? Other than, hey, I have this technology that's really cool. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with improvement in technology. But I don't think uh, the hype isn't there yet. But with that said, we're at uh, 20-so minutes. And uh, I think, you know what, it's been a while. And we should throw it over to Word from our sponsors. And we'll be right back. Adam Stone. A unique and talented artist hitting the alternative rock scene. Listen to him as he jams his way into becoming a new hit artist. Listen to Adam Stone singles for free on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can follow your favorite ghost, Adam Stone, on Instagram and Facebook. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsor. You know what? I was thinking. Please like and subscribe. (laughs) And hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube. And if you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, or even iTunes, give us a follow. And uh, we want comments. I don't know how much I got to say this, but we want comments. How was your guys' new year? What are your guys's? thoughts on what what do you want to do for the new year what are your guys's plans hopes dreams for this new futuristic 2021 new year and uh why don't we have flying cars i want that also in the comments throw that in there <laughs> if you guys are <laughs> over on youtube and if you're on soundcloud i know you can throw comments in there too and if you're on spotify we'll go to youtube just to comment all right Okay, and please give us a follow on our social media. Okay, we are we have someone working the social media. We need people on the social media. <laughs> We're just trying to make this a, a, an engaging process, uh, but we need the community to engage. Let's talk. Let's comment. You comment. I comment. All right, it's gonna be a fantastic time. So, uh, but continuing on. Oh, and by the way, a link in the description for all of our sponsors, which is just two. Just letting you guys know. Anyway, (laughs) um, into topics. Before the new year ended and something we didn't quite get to talk about. And you know what? It's still relevant. Thank you very much, people. Uh, Apple had over-the-ear headphones. Apple, you're talking about the people who made the weirdest-looking bluetooth headphones the guys who jumped on the train first to say you know what we're doing all things wireless have now over the ear headphones that are worth 550 dollars the most if, if right now i i urge you all google quick picture close or uh, close your eyes and just visual first what an apple headphone looks to you and then Google a picture, look at it, and tell me what you think. 
in the comments. That is. <laughs> but uh, what is your take on this, Tyler? Have you looked at the tech for this uh, over-the-ear headphones? Have you seen these over-the-ear headphones? Thoughts? Yes. Both you, Tyler, and you, Rusty. You know, I know you're there, too. <laughs> First of all, um, the price. Hold on. $549 or $91.50 a month. <laughs> We're talking about headphones, guys. Now I'm looking at the pictures. They actually look pretty cool. I like the way they look. Um, They're different for sure. But $550. And who's going to finance a pair of headphones? Apple thinks you want to finance everything. You can finance your Apple case that goes on your iPhone. Finance a charger. <laughs> you can. You can finance anything on Apple's website. You could pay like $3 a month for it. Mm-hmm. For a charger or a case or something ridiculous. So like, okay, good, good job, Apple. You make it obtainable for a lot of people. So that's cool, I guess. Um, but $500, when I put these things on my ears, it better sound as good as the sound system in my living room. Like I, I have, if, if I ever put these on my ears, I'm going to have extremely high expectations. And if I don't get them, I'm going to be extremely disappointed because Yeah, $500. Like, you're talking about, like, you got beats by freaking Dr. Dre or whatever the heck. And those things are $300, and they're all the rage. Which, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I'm not a huge fan of the beats. But that's besides the point. It's still, you know, that's relatively, like, what, $300 for over-the-ear headphones? And you're talking about... Apple sells all the beats stuff, too. Okay, um, one ninety nine, three forty nine, two ninety nine, um, one twenty nine, three fifty. Beats, beats are expensive. Three ninety nine. That's probably the most expensive pair of beats. I don't see anything more expensive, but Apple wants to charge five fifty. Where do you justify that price? I just don't. Um, that's. That's what's blindsiding right now. I can't get over the price. How do you justify $550? Uh, they they this, can make you fly. This logo on the side, and it automatically adds $150. Well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that apple that you see there. <laughs> that's yeah. so features, yeah. Like, you can look at it. You can touch it. It might have, like, a little shine to it. 150 bucks for that. Now, I will Bet say... it costs like $2 to make. <laughs> I will say, my iPhone, I bought the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Um, There was one thing that everyone kept saying in like review videos, is the phone just felt better in your hands. It felt like you were holding a premium device. That's, that's what everyone was saying. I'm thinking like, dude, it's just a phone. I mean, I've held an iPhone. It, it didn't feel like nothing amazing. But I had my Note 10 Plus next to my iPhone. Holding them in the hand, my iPhone actually did feel a lot better in my hand. So I'm like, okay, cool. So maybe people are right about that. So maybe when you get these Apple headphones, maybe they feel a lot better in your hand. 
maybe they feel a lot better on your head. I'm hoping the big over-to-ear ones have ridiculously better sound quality. Because if they didn't have ridiculous better sound quality, I'd be extremely disappointed. But Apple puts so much work into every little detail. Like the mesh that goes around the speaker that's, that smushes on your ear. There's different weavings on different parts of it for different kind of... Like where the speakers are, it's woven different for the sound quality, they say. And then there's microphones inside. There's microphones outside. It's supposed to have um, whatever Apple chips inside of it. So they're, they're supposed to be another one of Apple's smart devices. I just don't see $500. Yeah, does that mean like these are the new studio headphones of the of the decade essentially, right? Like is this going to be something that is such an insane sound quality that I'm going to be like, "You know what? Let's get them for the studio." <laughs> like well, the headphones that I had us buy for the studio. They sound Really, really good. They were 40 bucks. They don't have any smart features. You just plug in a quarter-inch jack. But the sound quality is really, really good. Especially if you're thinking about 40 bucks, and you're like, damn, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm spending $500 per pair and we got to get at least four sets of these headphones, that's two grand. Plus the taxes... And to, and to ship them, I, I doubt Apple is going to give us free shipping. I don't I don't know, but that's expensive. I would have a hard time justifying that. Yeah, Maybe if I won the lottery and I had four hundred million dollars to spend, then I'd probably buy four pairs with just click. Oh, that just happened. But since I'm making what somewhere around twenty three dollars an hour. Yet no. (laughs) I can't bring myself to spend that much money on a pair of headphones. I feel like if we all had like an Apple little laptop, you know, in the studio with all of our notes, and we could somehow figure out how to connect these headphones, right? I think, and they sounded amazing quality, and we had a lot of money, like you're saying. I think I'd get them, right? But other than that, like, probably not. And I still would want to hear them first before even purchasing them. Because who knows? Like, they might say all this stuff, and they might sound like dollar store headphones. (laughs) Well, see, that's my thing. I work hard for my money. So the people that buy these headphones, they probably have more money than me. The value of my dollar is much higher than the value of bill gates dollar to me personally and that makes me think too like who are these headphones for right like essentially when you think about it right like who is the target market here and it's obviously people there's a lot of money but is that like singling themselves out maybe it's towards studios right like maybe they want studios really purchasing this like right like the sony sony's like big on like the uh film industry because everyone gets these, you know, Sony monitor headphones and everything. Maybe these new fo- headphones are going to be, like I said, the best, higher quality stuff that you can get on the market. And maybe their market is actually the film industry. Who knows type of thing. 
Well, here, let me flash some eyes in your face real quick. I'm looking at the AirPods Pro. Those are still $250. These are little tiny things that go inside your ear. Mm -hmm. They're not the big overhead headphones and all that stuff. They're still $250. I, I think those, I, I'm going to be honest, I think those are more justified than the, the over-the-ear because they were revolutionary. They ha they're, I mean, I own a pair of those, and literally, if you put on the noise-canceling effect on it, you can't hear a single thing around you. So I think those are more justifiable. Um, in terms of like the over ear, I think I, listen, I think you're right. I think their target audience is the podcast industry. And the cool thing is, is like if you're in that industry and you're interested in buying those, they're probably your podcast is probably now considered a business, so you can write it off at the end of the year. So it'd make more sense to buy it and try it out because worst case scenario is you have a. If we got to that point, you'd have a $2,200 tax write-off at the end of the year, and the headphones weren't that great. Um, I think that's probably the audience. And the film industry would probably be the same way. You just they If you just write it off. I tell you what, then. If I, I could probably uh... say the same thing, because either, either you're this rich guy, and you literally have a room with a chair in the middle of it, and you have audio amplifiers and audio decks and everything, and you just sit there and listen to music. That's the kind of person that's going to buy a pair of headphones like this. Or if you're some kind of productionist, you're producing music, you're, you're mixing music, you're, you know, you, you, you need, there's some need for high quality audio over your headphones. That, that guy that bought this uh, Mac pro to work on, with the $1,000 Mac display that doesn't even come with a screen mount, because that's another $900. Um, these people are the ones that also bought this pair of headphones now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely like, a, I, it's it's a smaller market than like, I don't know, when the AirPods first came out. That was, everybody wanted those. Like, not, not as many people are going to want these. It's going to be a specific people that are wealthier, who uh, who are really invested into the Apple uh, culture, environment, ecosystem, as they would call it, if you have, like, iPads, uh, iPhones and stuff. I, like, people like us probably aren't going to get them until they're, like, maybe 300 bucks. See, and that's the thing, too. I feel like if you're going to spend... I mean, that's a perfect point, is, like, if you're going to spend $550, essentially... On like these big pair of headphones that you know are supposed to be so fantastic. I think I would want these headphones to do more than just work really well with Apple products, right? Like I understand that they're gonna have this sense of like, okay, it's obviously gonna work better if you use it with something Apple. But I think that if they're gonna hit this price range, it should work with something. It just work just as good or even better with just normal products right as opposed to and are these wireless or they're they're wired right i'm trying to remember they're wireless. wireless yeah they're wireless holy moly but well then i really hope they work just as well with um other products well that makes me wonder okay if i go to apple's website and i buy their most expensive pair of beats headphones that are made to work with an apple device 
And then maybe I go buy a pair of Bose expensive headphones. Are these Apple headphones going to be better? Or is there going to be better sound quality? Because I don't know how much Bose headphones cost, but I don't think they cost $550. And it looks like the most expensive pair of Beats headphones on Apple's website was $399. So if these are another $150, yes, they have the Apple logo on them, but they better sound $150 better too. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just sitting here wondering, are they going to be that much better? When you go to Target and you buy the $25 pair of Skullcandy headphones, but then on the other side of the aisle, there's the $65 pair of Skullcandy headphones. I usually bought the more expensive ones, and they were way better than the other ones. I would expect that much of a difference buying these headphones. Yeah, I, I think for it to be worth the money, the battery life would have to be... Right now, I'm seeing it's like 20 hours, which that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That, that's mm-hmm. quite a bit. I think that's more than the AirPods. But like, you're going to have to have higher, a substantially higher battery life. The sound quality has to be on par or better than those the top of the line Oh, Sony headphones. You're going to need to have like all kinds of customization of the like sound. Like, should be able to have like multiple EQs on it, so like you can switch through. You're watching a movie, so you can change how the sound sounds, and then okay, well now you're uh, now you're just listening to music. You can change it some other way instead of having to like mess with it every time. Uh, really good uh, noise canceling. It does say it has like the transparency mode, which I think is really really cool. Uh, not five fifty worth. But so it's really apparently, cool. it has some kind of Apple designed driver. So Apple designed the speaker. I would like to see that speaker. Transfer remote mode. I am seeing that. But here's one thing that I've never seen before. Studio or, or spatial audio spatial with dynamic audio. head tracking. What is that? That's that's probably where all the money's at right there because I've never heard of well, that either. My head's moving. These are doing something? Says using the gyroscope and accelerometer in AirPods Max and iPhone or iPad. Spatial audio tracks the motion of a user's head as well as the device, compares the motion data, then remaps the sound field so it stays anchored to the device and as the user's head moves. So if you if you're laying on your bed and your phone is sitting straight up, but you're laying down, it's going to change the sound to make sure that it sounds like looking at it straight it's a confusing i don't know i don't really know what that does <laughs> it's like that lie. <laughs> too because you know like let, let's say you're looking straight at something and the microphones are working to to produce noise in the headphones that cancel out what you don't want to hear but if i turn my head all that changes so I wonder if it actively changes that too while you're wearing them. Like when you're walking past, let, let's say you're walking down the street of Chicago and someone has the, the bucket and the drumsticks. They're going to sound different in front of you than behind you and next to you. So I wonder if that actively tracks. Maybe. That would be really good. Be really cool. Yeah, especially for like safety reasons, right? Like you're able to be able to hear that sort of you know, surround your surroundings essentially, rather than it just going f- completely dull. 
or like where you slightly can hear something in the background for it to like actively pick something up in the background and have you have the ability to hear that so you could hear someone walking up on you or something like that i think would be kind of important uh for safety aspects what version of bluetooth are we on gosh i think it said like five something oh see what's what's this bluetooth 5.2 that yeah. looks like the latest version of Bluetooth out right now. So how come the Apple headphones are only 5.0? That's a good question. Well, I mean, it's also, I don't know, maybe it depends because they do have their own special wireless Bluetooth chip. I don't know if maybe they're on their own scale or something. It is very interesting. Um, no. I'm sure there's a lot more things that Bluetooth can do, though, too. Maybe yeah. five point for audio because you can transfer data and everything over Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, because like I mean, that's also like connecting a controller, your Xbox controller to your Xbox is uh, Bluetooth. So maybe maybe five point is the top of the line for just audio. See, and, uh, and that's I think that's where. When I think about, again, this price, I'm really hoping that this device really works well, not just with Apple products, you know, like with a regular PC or another phone as well. Or, um, yeah, like I think those are important devices that I would hope that these headphones can work with and work just as well and not like be like okay well you're missing out on all these features just because it's not the apple ecosystem i feel like you can get away with that when it's right like 200 bucks or something like that and they're apple airpods but i think when it's like over the ear headphones i just believe there's like a different standard for it you know and especially that the price range again you're gonna want it to work with more than just one device I wonder yeah. if you can plug because it has a lightning port for charging. Um, I wonder if you can plug the lightning cable into it and actually plug it into your computer for better quality audio. It would make sense because, like your phone, your iPhone, and like even new MacBooks, they're the charging ports are the same as like your regular ports, like your headphone ports. So I'd imagine probably I'm gonna watch some like people review this like on YouTube or something and see what. What makes it worth, or Apple makes it worth this five fifty? Because I, can I mean, the colors and stuff too. That um, is the coolest feature by far. Because Apple is real stingy about their colors. Well, yeah. you actually AirPods, AirPods Pro, they're white. That's it. Yeah, that was the. Like, how come they don't at least have a black one so it can go with your black iPhone? Yeah, yeah I agree. So now these, you can get them in, you know, a few different cool colors. Yeah. If I were to ever get the, I love the space gray that Apple has. So I think that one's the best league. I don't think these headphones look that great either. Eh. They're very simple design. And I'll have to say, I kind of like the simplicity of it. Surprisingly enough. And I'm generally a person that they don't very into the style of things, but I like the simplicity of it. I think maybe the color of it, because like, like looking at, if you aren't getting the black one for some reason, to me it just seems like, or I guess it's gray. It's I don't know. It something about it just doesn't 
doesn't add up for me. It's a pillow for your ears, dude. Okay. <laughs> the black ones are the blue ones, but I'm with Justin. Nothing when you when you see. I'm surprised there's not an Apple logo on the side. Ripping us off. Uh, right? We don't have the 150 logo. Hold on, the 150 dollar premium. Where's the fucking logo? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I yeah. like the design. It's simple. It doesn't jump out in your face. There's nothing that's like, holy shit, look at those headphones. They're, they look kind of slim, lightweight. You know, they simple design. I'm with Justin. I like yeah, the simple the, design. Yeah, there's something about Because like, first off, I'm not a, like, that's, I think, one thing I don't like uh, about the Beats is, like, the Beats really... They they're too gaudy to me, right? Like too. Yeah, out and there they have and... like an industrial yeah. kind of look to them. They look like they'd be heavy and yeah, they just they, don't. But something about these super comfortable. Yeah, and and I like I said, it's like I think with the Beats thing too, it reminds me of like this sort of elitist thing or just like I don't know, it's something cringy about it, right? <laughs> like, but surprisingly enough, looking at these uh, Apple over-the-ear headphones, to me, it's it, I like the simplicity. I like the, like, there's no label on it. There's no Apple logo on it. Something unique about it. Surprisingly enough, like, I know I normally rag on Apple for things, and... um like I said, I was like, oh, there's not really a lot of change and, like, simple things. Like, Apple works, right? And that's something that I think everyone could normally say. But there's something about these headphones that I'm – I, despite the price, I think I'm a little interested. I feel like if they're good enough, that's something maybe I would want to use in the studio, for example. I think I would want us to have, like, these nice – over-the-ear headphones where maybe we could also listen to other things simultaneously, right? While also listening to our monitor, like, audio. I think that would be really cool. It would be very versatile for our podcast as opposed to um, having to play something out loud or, um, you know. And so, so I think that would be really cool to have in the studio. But again, I don't know the quality yet. And I really hope that they could essentially justify the cost. Because if so, then, hey, <laughs> it bought that tax write-off, you know. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, even if, if you can write it off, then it's perfect. Like, I mean, it sounds terrible, but like my example i have a relative who she, she just replaced her computer and she's just write off need a write off for the year because you made too much or whatever or maybe um you're just barely hitting like one bracket and you're trying to get below that so you're like boom i want to hit this bracket instead you just buy a three thousand dollar computer or six hundred dollar pair of headphones from down as a business expense i mean I, I, I feel you in a sense. I think I would like to watch some like reviews of it. Uh, and maybe maybe when all of this pandemic stuff is over and Apple stores are open again, maybe you can put them on yourself and listen and see w what you think about them for buying them. Yeah. That's it, a big. It definitely big, interests me, you know. Uh, a lot of money. Something about them, like I said, it's very interesting to me. And I think... Uh, 
Uh, yeah. So, despite what I originally thought when I first seen him, and hearing the price, it's very shocking. But when I think about it, I'm kind of excited to see what they're gonna do in that sort of headspace. And I'm excited because, you know, like I said, I would love to implement that in our podcast. I think especially one day when we have our studio a little bit more set up with the, with it being a little bit more professional, I think having a pair of headphones that just have that, you know, wireless feel to yourself, you know, can you imagine just stepping in for a moment and like sitting in a nice comfortable chair and just being able to move without having a wire dangling down, you know, your neck and having this ability for us to kind of connect and listen to something also simultaneously besides like the monitoring, you know, I think would be um, pretty useful in in a studio setting. But keeping in the vein of uh, tech and newsworthy sort of things is uh, a recurrent event sort of things uh the xbox has been something right that has continuously first off being sold out which is i think a good thing but also probably uh bad when it comes to this whole pandemic but with that said Austy over here was able to get his hands on one um before christmas time and uh, I I kind of wanted a little bit of a review, you know. It's a current event, right? A new system comes out. I think I would want to hear your take on it. All right. So Ooh, let down it shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. I've had it. I've been using it basically a month now, and it can definitely tell a difference. Like. One of the things I think that hurts the system is that the uh, interface is the exact same as the uh, last generation. So when you first boot it up, you're like, "This is it's like you're no difference. I have noticed, like, for example, uh, Justin knows the pain of being in call, getting into Call of Duty, taking a million years for it to load up. And then you get into like, uh, say you want to go and mess with some of your your gun classes you go in and then the it just freezes and you have this little spinny little modern warfare logo in the bottom right well with this new with this xbox i have yet to have that ever happen um it's just like super responsive in fact when i first got it home booted up cold war specifically i just went through and messed with the classes tried to do as many things as possible try to see if i could get it to freeze when i realized it wasn't freezing couldn't do it in terms of like the look of games you can definitely tell that in certain situations you're getting more games um and better quality the picture quality i think looks better but probably one of the things that kind of frustrates me about it the most is that for some reason it crashes and crashing game crashing or the console has to reboot completely shuts the console down Oh. I don't know what is causing it. Why? I it's it is specifically it's a problem specific to Call of Duty, at least out of the games I play. However, I don't think from what I've been reading, it's not just a Call of Duty problem. I think it's games that require a lot of the a lot of the quick quick refresh, you know, stuff that you 
like a first person shooter, you have to be everything has to be moving quick, stuff like that. Like where if if you're playing the story mode of Call of Duty, you're probably not going to have the issue. So I I think it has something to do with that. But the good thing is is that it'll crash, and when you go to like restart it, you know, like with the Xbox One, you had that long like it felt like twenty minute loading back up that console. Well, this one it's super quick, so a lot of times it'll crash and people won't even realize my Xbox has crashed and I'll be have return before it even kicks me out of the party. Like I'll have to make my own party or it'll kick my me out of the one I was previously in and then rejoin really quickly. So, I mean, it's definitely annoying. It's not the biggest of deals, um, but it is kind of annoying. Yeah, that's definitely sounds like a firmware bug. Um, cause I've, I've noticed that with PC, um, some games, there's just a line of code that gets jumbled or something doesn't get processed correctly. And then you notice your game freeze. And then at that point you're like, well, okay, come on, stop lagging. And then you realize your computer just cut off. You heard the, you, you heard the little breaker and everything trip inside of it. And now it's rebooting. Um, I've had a couple of games do that. Actually, Cyberpunk did that to me a few times. I, so I think it's a firmware glitch where it's at a hardware level, and that's probably what you're seeing because the new consoles, they use very high-speed storage, and they have a lot of shared RAM between the processor and the graphics cards. So if something is wanting more than the other, but the firmware can't say, oh, well, I only have this much left, You'll get a crash. Yeah, it goes like, "Oh shoot, I'm out of here," and <laughs> then just turns. Out. Well, that that's what happens. All of a sudden, you're saying, "Okay, I need this loaded," and it was in the RAM three seconds ago, but now this other part of the game said, "Oh well, I need that RAM." Well, now that yeah. other piece of information's gone, and then bloop, gone. And the console and systems like, "Oh hell no, I can't handle this." <laughs> it just turns off. Well, that, that's essentially <laughs> it. The, the the system gets confused, and it's like, "Why am I not working?" Okay, crash. Yeah. <laughs> they call it the "oh hell no" effect. Um, <laughs> it's an issue we've been having for years. <laughs> so yeah, that that's a piece thing and now I see the consoles really starting to get into that level of hardware and it takes a lot of tuning and a lot of maturing to get it right so it, it, going off that uh, review Austin it's like uh, I have heard that from a few other Xbox owners um, and I've also heard actually recently they've just been having issues with something with the disc tray and their disc reader uh, not properly working as well so, which, um, which is I, also really weird, too. I don't have any... I haven't played any physical games yet. Uh, I've been mainly playing a lot of my digital versions of games. So, I haven't... I mean, I watch movies on... During work, I'll have... Because I have two monitors next to each other. So I, I will be working, and there will be a movie playing. And I've never had an issue with that. Um... I, I maybe I need to allow a physical game and like just mess around with it. Yeah, um, I I don't think they put the disc drive on the Xbox to play games off of. Yeah, I, I think, really it, think that disc drive is there for playing movies or other kind of media. Yeah, because I, if you have the new Xbox, 
you you're you're putting it on that super fast storage drive to get that super fast load time. That's mm-hmm. what you're using. So I, I I don't think a lot of people experience drive problems unless maybe they're either playing their older games or watching a movie. But I don't but, know what kind but, of what kind know, of drive problem is it? Like the drive can't eject the disc or it can't read uh, the disc. It's or... like I said, as far as I know, I believe it was like it has an issue reading. Um, reading some games or uh, it would just won't like read anything in it, and it like right like it'll accept the disc and it just won't read anything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, essentially, a little more specifics on it. These are uh outside reviews that I've heard from other individuals who own the Xbox yeah, uh, Series X. So again, I can't really speak too much on it. I, I it's just been personal sort of I guess survey that uh, I've been able to talk with these few people. Um, you know, this but is I dumb mean, to ask, but I think they're putting it in correctly because it's right. not very <laughs> obvious what direction you put it in unless you put it on I, I Again, I have no clue. It might be user error, but um, yeah. it has been something that I've heard someone else, uh, at least minimal three people mention the, with the Series X. So other than that, like, I don't know. Maybe they're putting it in upside down because, like you said, it, it it's not necessarily marked which direction to put it in. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, you know... Regardless, I I definitely feel like obviously every system when it first releases releases has its kinks. For so, all the people that don't know how to put their disc in, and this is standard amongst a lot of devices. This isn't specific to an Xbox. The part the system reads, the shiny part that you're not supposed to touch, either goes down or to the right. So Dude. don't put it up or to the left, and you probably won't have the problem. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, um, you know, and if you if you can't, if, if you don't know how to put in a disc. Facing the left way, you might want to flip your Xbox yeah. over because it's going to overheat. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they're trying to put it at the top of the console, you know, thinking it'll fit through the holes or whatever. <laughs> 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 They're breaking their disc into little bitty pieces and dropping it down in, expecting it to reap. <laughs> you know, like that block game you play when you're a kid and you try and match the shapes. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're just trying to put in the little peripherals at the top. In the circle. <laughs> just imagining some like 20, late 20s. <laughs> Greasy man just freaking grabbing his console and just like sh- jamming a disc, trying to force it into the. I top mean, of to it. be on, to be fair, you did have people vaping into your Xbox at a time. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah that that happened. Uh, that was something. Yeah. So you know, it, it, you, it's I wouldn't put it past people. Okay. All right, I'm just saying. Okay, we're super smart. You're no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there, there may be actual problems with the district. We don't know. <laughs> but you know who's even smarter than us? Our sponsors. So <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy this word from our sponsor. And I think I'm gonna plug an EBX way. <laughs> So you guys enjoy work from our sponsors, and we will be right back. I often find myself wondering, what's next? What lies ahead? Where do I go? 
How far will I go? We often think about tomorrow, but what's the point? What's the point of not looking at what we have in front of us? Why not look to the present and be grateful? Why do you run from today? What difference does it make if everything you have today can be gone tomorrow? So I urge you, live for today. Search EBXYA on Amazon today to get all of your XLR cable needs. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsor. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed it. They are uh, quite smart, EBXY. They they have new cables, and, you know, I still have yet to do my review on them, um, but hopefully I'll get that in soon because, you know what? I like to relax every once in a while. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's lazy. Um, but it's been a long year. It's been a long year. But with that long year, we had Christmas, we had New Year's, and you know what? How did you guys feel about New Year's? Because uh, it felt weird to me. I watched the New Year's in Texas. Like, it was like Austin, Texas or something like that. And, you know, they do the ball drop or you do the countdown. And it looked like a... It was like super cloudy and it was like there's tons of smog it looked like. And it, it, my point is, it looked like an apocalypse. Like it looks scary. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I thought we were all gonna die. I was like, twenty twenty one terrorist attack. Here we go. <laughs> um, I watched the one in New York. And yeah. The thing that caught me off guard is there's usually crowds and crowds of people. Minimal people everywhere. Minimal. It was just weird to to watch. I uh one of the things that really made me uncomfortable about the New York one was that the lady that was the co-host of it was like really just like I don't know if she was nervous or something, but she was like freaking me out. Like I felt uncomfortable watching her. Like <laughs> whenever you see somebody do something embarrassing and you like feel embarrassed for them, that's how I felt the entire show. <laughs> okay. I was like this woman's like she was like doing these weird like movements like her arms she was saying these weird things and i was like what is wrong with you like you're what are you doing she was like doing these weird dances i i just couldn't get i couldn't couldn't do it but i was kind of noticing that too i think it was because everything was so different she was like I think she was just nervous because I this is her first year doing it. And then the the also the weird thing was that having Times Square them making like these little boxes for people to stand in like social distance away yeah, from that everybody. Was the weird part. Like I'm so Did used to the boxes. <laughs> like kind of like a box. Like you know how you know how they have like the if you go to a concert or something they have like those gates so you can only go like so yeah. close to the stage and such. They would like basically like made like a square area for (laughs) so there would be like six people or one group of people could be in one of those boxes and then six feet or eight feet or whatever it looked like they were spaced out even more than six feet i think they were spaced out like 10 feet there would be another box with like four or five people in it so on and so on i'm wondering when i was watching it how expensive was it to for you to get your little box to stand in Honestly, I bet you it wasn't that expensive because nobody wanted to do it. <laughs> I feel I feel like nobody wanted 
this is the i feel like this new year's be more people that wanted to be there than there was boxes available oh i'm sure but i also feel like there probably was less people that wanted those boxes and people that normally would go to new year's rock and eve or whatever the heck they call it i, th- I think that I think you'd be surprised how few people probably wanted to go. Like, I bet you the people in New York City probably didn't even want to go. They were like, get this out of here. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. That's kind of how I felt about it in general. I feel like most people were like, yay, it's a new year. Corona isn't gone, so I don't really care. That's kind of how I feel like most people felt. So what did you would you guys do for the the new year this year was it anything fun do you guys normally do something for new year like is it uh normally like a big event for you guys and your families Um we do a little bit of stuff uh we usually get together as a family um me and my siblings and my parents uh it's been a little bit different the last few years cuz of my dad's work used to he would always have the next day off so we could you know have fun and stuff but now we we don't really get to do that because he works the next day and in fact i had to work the next day uh yeah me too because of uh, our company is changing some stuff so i had to work but i don't know maybe it could just be getting older but i just didn't really care as much as i usually do (laughs) i think uh for me new year's has always been overrated like, like I always something about New Year's. Like I spend it with my family, of course. It's and... just this year there was nothing to like look forward to. That's what it felt like. I guess so, but like I've always just been with the New Year for me. It's always just been like I thought it was stupid. I'm not gonna lie. It's like, well, Happy New Year! Like you know, there's something about it. Like to me, it just. It's kind of cringy, you know, like I just have never been about it. Like I enjoy spending it like I'm like, oh, it's a holiday, right? Like I think any excuse to have that time with my family and like be around them is nice. But uh, For me, essentially I get all the junk feel food and I don't know, maybe play some stupid game because there's more people here than usual and stuff like that. But this year social distancing it was very very limited like i didn't even go to my parents my brother came over and it was like yeah we got some junk food we watched tv we watched the whole thing but it was just like okay cool good night i gotta go to work tomorrow (laughs) yeah it's just something about it hey this whole year has definitely uh thrown us for quite a loop if i'd say you know it's just uh i can't i can't say enough i'm waiting for that just moment where this virus dies down and we could finally just go out. <laughs> I'm going to be out like every day. Like <laughs> it maybe not. Here's the thing. I say that, but maybe not because like if I have a thing where I just, I, I'm not a big fan of crowds. I get anxiety with a lot of people. Um, oh, I, I went to the store the other morning and I, there's a lot of people out shopping and stuff and I was getting anxiety and it was just like, so I don't like crowns anyway, so <laughs> I might just stay inside anyway, <laughs> but I mean to go out and just, I don't know. I, I definitely want to see friends and just, uh, I miss going over, hanging out with Tyler. I miss going out, like having you guys in the podcast studio. What happened? 
<laughs> no one said you couldn't come hang out. Right. Uh, and it's Very like one of those things where, you know, same, I think, with, you know, hanging out with Junior and stuff like that. I, I do my best to social distance for the most part. Um, but, like, I, I just miss the normalcy of it, right? Well, and... how it is for me, I work out in, like, the worst part of it. I go to everyone's house where everyone's dirty. Everyone's doing their own thing. No one cares. When you're in your own house, it's all different. But I keep my hands clean. I wear a mask. I wear gloves. When I come home, I shower. I do all that. I haven't gotten sick yet. Hopefully, I'm not jinxing myself because that would suck. Uh, Um, (laughs) But, you know, Uh, for me, it's like if you know who you're hanging out with and you know how that person is taking care of the situation. There's a couple of people that I'm like, okay with going and seeing, but I'm not going to go to like a public place and sit down and have something like that. But like hanging out once in a while, I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, um, and, and then I, I would say this too. Um, what, what do you guys feel? Cause this has been like in my mind too, is like, you know how they change everyone's like sort of work style and stuff like that, where now you work from home and you have this more relaxed set, like just relaxing, um, work environment. And, and the same goes for the film industry. This is something that we've talked about several times in my uh, college courses is that, like now to meetings back then, like, okay, we'd send you for a plane and you have to meet in person for like a couple hours. And then now there's Zoom. And so now uh, all these business folk are getting used to Zoom and all that stuff. So how do you guys feel that the work environment's going to go when do you think it can go back to normal? And if it does, do you think we're going to get the same amount of productivity? I think it's going to be a real eye opener to a lot of people. Cause like you just said, why do we have to send these people to this location to have a meeting when during this, we could still have that meeting and we just connect over the internet. I will, I will agree because there's a lot of people out there that are going to say a meeting in person goes smoother and it's more normal, but there's a lot of people that are going to be like, well, now it was so much cheaper to have some piece some of these people working from home and some of these people doing meetings over the internet because how much power and how much resources are you saving at the office? So I think there's going to be probably some permanent changes that really allows people to be more versatile working from home or doing more meetings over the internet. I, I don't think there's going to be as much of these big meetings except for the fact that maybe you're going to want to do it because you haven't done it in a while yeah i mean i can see that happening you know and it's like one of those things where though i do i'm a big advocate for meeting in person and having conversation um in person right like if i can right i'll i'll have a meeting over the phone but i think in person it's just it's so nice right like when I was creating this book, a lot like every one of our meetings was always online. Like it was always right us in a Discord call and uh, running through everything and talking about uh, all the ideas and 
you know everything about the project but there's something about when like at first we were i did a meeting separately with everybody and having to sit with them for a couple of hours and then after like going out for like lunch or something like that it was just it was very comforting and very relaxing but i i i feel like you tyler like where i just i i do believe that now it's it's going to be this new set trend yeah. essentially where people are I'm, like okay well it's cheaper to have this person work from home so let's just have I it same way i think i would want to have a meeting in person and that might be partially just because even at work we can't have a meeting in person we, we it just doesn't happen anymore um so i think it's going to be everyone's going to want to have meetings again like in the office and everything but then like for the podcast it, it would have been just our norm anyway. Austin is, you know, he's remote. He has to be remote. He can't really come to the studio and record with us. So there's stuff that has to be like that anyway. But the whole pandemic is like an eye-opener worldwide to actually say like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad when you have to do things a certain way. And then we have people like Destiny where she's in New York. And we have meetings with her. So like one day I would be able, I would like to see you guys in person and have an in-person meeting and get together. But it's just the simple fact that we're successfully recording this podcast, doing everything from what you're in your basement. I'm in my living room. Austin's who knows, maybe he's in the trunk of his Camaro. (laughs) But if I could record back there, I would do it. (laughs) But, you know, it's just we're proving to ourselves that we're capable of doing a lot more separated than we would have even thought of doing before. Like if this pandemic would never been a thing, I would be getting up earlier every morning, expecting myself to be at, you know, our studio nine o'clock in the morning and recording. But now with the pandemic, I'm just like, all I've got to do is walk out of my bedroom. I can be in my underwear right now. It don't matter. I kind of feel like it's going to be a bigger change. There's a lot of companies that I know of that we work with at uh, where I work that are selling their buildings and going, not going to have brick and mortar anymore. They might have like a smaller building that is like, just like a headquarters with like a couple of people in it, but they're like branches and stuff. They're getting rid of them because it's way cheaper and I, you said uh, you said something about how in-person meetings go smoother, and I agree. For now, I think that if the Zoom meetings or Discord meetings become become the normal, then they will become just as smooth, if not smoother, because you may not have to deal with as much tech tech issues. And uh, people when they created Discord or Teams or anything like that, they never intended for this many people to be using it at the same time. So now when we go back to normal and we're going to be back in our offices, but people are still going to be working from home, that will reduce the load on the networks for one. Uh But at the same time, people are actively working to make these applications better and more suitable for these situations because it has to be that way right now. So when we go back to work, this is going to be... It's not going to be the new norm because it's going to be natural for people to want to go back to how it was because it's they're comfortable that way. 
But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people that are, you know, realist and practicalist. And they're like, well, it worked really well like that. And I saved all this money doing it this way. So we're going to keep on doing it this way because it works well. Well, I think I think younger if if so, if you're like a company and your CEO or your board is like younger, like. If if early 50s and younger, like nobody any higher than that, I think would have this viewpoint. But I think they're older than that. But I think those people that are like just hitting 50 and below that are in these big, like powerful positions and companies are going to want change because realistically we've, I mean, whether people wanted to say it or not, we've known for a long time that a lot of jobs don't require you to go to the office and it was pointless to have these people going into the office. Um, Like, Sure. Like, for example, your IT, for example, doesn't necessarily have to be on site. Like our IT works from home now. Now, if you're having an issue at campus or at uh, the um, office or something, and all they have to do, jump in their car and come and check out your computer themselves rather than driving every single day to work because you think they're also spending more money on gas uh, probably getting less sleep. Uh, and they're also, um, a lot of them probably aren't as productive. Uh, like I know for myself, since working from home, I'm way more productive than I was in the office because like before in the office, you have to pretend you're busy. So you do a lot of meaningless tasks. Whereas when you're at home, you do things, you get things done super quickly, super efficiently, and then once you're done, you're like, okay, your boss can send you more stuff. Whereas when you're in the office, you're like, okay, I've got to prolong this because I may not have anything the rest of the day, you know, stuff like that. But I think I think a lot of places are going to change. I think a lot of people, for example, I'll give you a really good example. My aunt is a psychiatrist. Psychiatry is going to change forever. There's no doubt because of the fact that like during all this, you know, all of these different businesses have like gone down and like, for example, in the healthcare industry, uh, visits that aren't like ER and COVID related, like your like surgeries and stuff have all gone down drastically since all of this happened. Psychiatry has doubled where I work because before you're, when you're dealing with people who are going to a psychiatrist, I mean, if you want to go to the extreme, some of them have a lot of underlying problems that they're trying to deal with and so anxiety is one of those things a lot of times they'll cancel their meetings and it's a lot harder to cancel a meeting and tell uh your your psychiatrist oh well i don't have a car or i couldn't afford gas this week or oh sorry i woke up late i won't be able to make it now it's like oh well that's okay i don't have another meeting you can just go ahead and jump in on zoom real quick and we can do our session uh, I think it's changed that industry in particular a lot. Like it's going to be completely different going forward. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's definitely gonna depend on the type of job you have and what you're doing. That's mm-hmm. gonna have a really big impact on how you're gonna handle it. But yeah, there's I think there's something important about um though keeping work and home separate. I don't know, like it might just be me, but in my brain 
I think I would hate to feel like, okay, well, my work's at my house and my free time and my, you know, safe space is at my house. And like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you're like, everything's at my house. I, I, I Then I need to get away every once in a while. I, I feel like that would be a problem in the long run. Um, but my dad, like he turned the basement into his office. Mm-hmm. And when he goes to lunch, he gets out of the basement. When he's done working, he does not go in the basement. Like, mm-hmm. so if you had a designated space in your house, I think it would make that easier. Yeah, but, but let's it's, say it's sectioning off your house. People, that's going to be old. That's not going to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. I think just, I think that maybe if you have your office in like a your bedroom or something. Like for example, right now my office is in my bedroom, so I kind of can feel it. However. If it was in a separate room, I mean, all you, once you shut that door, it's just like when you drop shut the shut the door to your office. When I lock my office door at work, and instantly shuts you off the work. Your, you 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 walk out of your office at your house, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you and you go in your car. You take a lap around the block, and you come back, and you yeah, walk in exactly. the front door. Now you're home. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I also think that working from all home also keeps you from like. You, you, because you know, like a lot of people get in that mindset of like the drag of work. I think that working from home helps with that because, like, if you're, if it, depending on the industry, I mean, some industries you are working the whole eight hours and there's like no, there's no like little breaks here and there. But for a lot of industries, like, you'll work on something and then you might have a little 10 minute break that you're not doing something. So when you, when you would work in the office, you would just like sit there and wait. Whereas now you can just like, oh, well, since I have these quick 10 minutes, I'm going to real quick go and finish mowing the side yard real fast. You can switch modes real quick back into the home mode. So I, I think some people it might be an issue, but I, do, I think for a lot of people it won't. And, and won't you have a statement there. Um, like sometimes like my work, I have to travel to people's houses. My job hasn't changed for the whole thing, so it doesn't really apply to me. But let's say you're at your computer and you're really trying to figure something out and it's just not working. When you're at work, what are you going to do? Go to the break room, grab something from the vending machine. You're not really like losing your train of thought. Mm-hmm. When you're at home and you really just need that quick break, you can actually go turn the TV on and watch an episode or something. Or you can go to your kitchen and make a, a real meal. Or maybe your kids are there oh. and you you play with your kids you completely separate yourself from work you get a legit break and then when you come back you're starting fresh again you're you're you might be able you, you know, can rejuvenate right. home whereas you can't necessarily do it like like for me my thing is is whenever i'm not doing something or like working on something for work like i have all day long whether i'm looking at it or not i have some type of show right now it's Pokemon. Pokemon is always running on the screen next to where I work. So whenever I'm tipping out and doing some work, occasionally I'll look over for like five minutes, watch a little bit of the episode be like, all right, back to work. You know? So it's like you, your, your brain doesn't have to, uh, I think it's probably going to be better for people's mental health too, because your brain doesn't have those like two polar opposites of, I have to be in work mode. And then now I'm in home mode. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it could reduce some stress levels and stuff like that. I can understand where Justin's coming from, um, where he feels that if I'm working at home and I'm living at home, I'm never leaving home. You can, uh, I can understand that. Aspect, but I, yeah. I think as long as you give yourself the right breaks and as long as you have like a good designated area, I think you can cope with that. But I mean, all people are going to be a little bit different, so you, yeah. you can't just say for everyone i think but, like i'm a big person that uh my house is my house right like i don't like to make it like it's my business area too you know i'm just that big person that believes in separation of work and uh you know uh in home home life and like i have like a social life right and then i have a home life too so like i, I i'm big in separating those sort of categories essentially so I don't know. That's why I didn't know how other people felt on it or uh, their thought processes on uh, with this new light of the pandemic has uh, has been shined uh, on the work environment. Um, but I mean, some interesting stuff and interesting takes. But with that said, we are at time. We are at time, and it's been wonderful. Uh, recording this podcast again. We're going to be back on regular schedule. So just know every weekend, Friday to Sunday, there's going to be a new episode up every weekend. So be prepared. Uh, I know it used to be every Fridays, but it just works out a little bit better for me to do every Friday through Sunday uploading an episode. So just be aware. Follow us on our social media because we do let you know when we're about to upload and uh, make sure you hit that notification bell so you're getting the notification when the new podcast episode is up. And if you're on SoundCloud, you got notifications on there. And same for Spotify and, I believe, iTunes. So turn on those notifications as well so that way you're getting up to date with every episode that we release and uh, thank you guys again for uh, being with us for about a year now. I mean, it's uh, been two years for the podcast, and it's been phenomenal. And sorry again for the break. Uh, next year, we're hoping to set more of a schedule for you guys, so that way you know we'll be having a uh, three-week break, I think, for the next year. Um, but uh, you live and you learn, and that's what this podcast is about. But uh, as always, we love you. Bye.